Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if college sports athletes had to attend a school in the state they were born in or grew up in? Before we start the episode, we just wanted to kind of do a little bit about us so you can get to know us better and which schools we support and why we support them. So we all have a very wide array of schools and teams that we support. So I'll start with me, for example. I got my undergraduate degree at the University of California, Los Angeles. And then after that, I went up to Michigan at the University of Michigan, where I'm currently getting my medical degree. So my two schools are UCLA and Michigan, two big schools, two powerhouses, long histories, not a whole lot of success recently, but it's looking like things are changing. And so those are my two schools. And I just want to hear about you guys and uh, what do you guys support? I have a question first, Jeet. Did you have a college that you supported before you went to those other two schools? An interesting question, Cameron. I did, yes. Prior to going to UCLA, before UCLA was even a thought in my mind, I was a USC fan, mostly because because I liked their colors and they were very good at the time when we were growing up. (laughs) And I'm not ashamed to say it, but yeah, I no longer support USC. I have renounced all claims to them and I am full UCLA and University of Michigan at this time. Go Blue, go Bruins. Well, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush era, huh? You fooled us, G. Talk about a Trojan horse, man. You fooled us. Oh, yeah. Like... Get out of here. All right, all right, all right. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> I will go next. I am big into Arkansas and Oklahoma. I'm bigger on the Oklahoma side. And growing up in St. Louis, it might be a little bit weird because those are a little bit out of the way. But my dad grew up in Oklahoma and Arkansas as a kid and then brainwashed me when I was growing up. So naturally, I rejected the hometown Mizzou Tigers and Illinois fighting Illini. We went straight for OU in Arkansas. And then I married an Arkansas girl. So that only increased my Arkansas fandom. Most people think that's why I'm an Arkansas fan, and it is not. I was a huge Arkansas fan before I got married. It only helped. I didn't know that about your dad. At first, I didn't know he grew up in Arkansas. Yeah, it was for a brief time. Not too long, but, I mean, they were huge Arkansas fans and stuff, too, when they were growing up. They liked a little bit of everything. That's funny, too, because my grandparents went to Oklahoma State, so there's a nice little interfamily rivalry there. But we all hate Texas, and that's what's most important, so we can really rally around that. Nice. Mm. Nice. I can go. Michigan State is the school that I support. I was born in East Lansing. Yeah, that's where my dad, he went to school. He got his master's degree there. Yeah, so I lived there for the first four years and I didn't really become like a Michigan State fan until probably when I was like 10 years old because they had already, the basketball team at least had already won a championship, but I was too young to remember that. But 
right when I became a fan, that was like around 2005, the Final Four, which was actually held in St. Louis. That's when I started following Michigan State basketball and all things Michigan State. So still support them to this day. Is that one of the things where like your dad was also a fan? So you kind of like followed a little bit in his footsteps too? hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He's a huge Michigan State fan. He's very loyal to his alma mater. That's what made me become a fan because of his fandom. Very cool. Surround us out. I'm a huge University of Missouri Tiger fan. The reason being, I guess, from the get-go. Two of my cousins, very close cousins, went to Mizzou. So growing up, it was not uncommon for us to go to Columbia and visit, just hang out, go to Shakespeare's. Then my sisters, older sisters, went to Mizzou. One thing I will note, ironically, no one was really a Mizzou fan, even though we went to high school in St. Louis. Everyone was either an Illinois fan, mostly, or a Kansas fan. And it was myself and another fellow who were Mizzou fans. It felt like a little bit of a, like we were standing up for Mizzou and it was a nice little fight versus like all the KU fans and Illinois fans. So that was fun. Got my bachelor's and master's there as well. Love the town, was there for six years and that's why I'm a Mizzou fan. Andy. That's right, (laughs) Andy. (laughs) You guys remember like the first moment Eddie, you kind of touched on it, but like when you really started paying attention to those teams. I have a very specific time because I remember I was really little, like four or five years old, and all my family was in town. We were watching OU Nebraska, a football game. So we were sitting there and then I announced that I was rooting for the team with the N on their helmet because they were winning and they were winning big. And then my dad said, well, the other team is where your grandma's from. And I said, okay, I'll root for them instead. And then OU actually came back and won uh-huh. that game. And that is how I became an OU fan. I remember that very specifically that day. That's a very fond memory of mine that I just flipped on a switch like that, became an OU fan instead of a Nebraska fan. Very close to becoming a Nebraska fan, but thank goodness. There's a what if right there. I'd be a real sad person. Uh, the teams that are red is what I'm starting to gather because Nebraska, the big red, Oklahoma, yeah. Liverpool, Cardinals. Yeah, I do like do like the red for sure. Cornell. No, not a big Cornell fan, but you know, never seen it. I think in terms of what you were saying earlier, Cameron, about what moment did you know that you were a fan of the school that you support? So you guys all know I'm not a big college sports guy at all. Like I never really cared about college sports. I thought like, if I'm going to watch sports, I want to watch the best of the best. Like I want to watch pros. I want to watch the big names. I want to watch LeBron. I don't want to watch some guys that I've never heard of. You don't want to watch Johnny Juzang? Hey, so this is, this, that's the thing. actually. So the moment that I knew I'm rooting for UCLA and I'm rooting for Michigan was this NCAA tournament, actually, because this is the first time I've ever watched a full college basketball game. And I was like, well, one, it was very entertaining. And two, having that team that you're rooting for changed the whole thing. Like that actually made it interesting. So I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, I'm actually a fan of these teams. Unfortunately, they had to play each other, which tested my loyalty. And I did admittedly root for Michigan just because I want to be responsible for the success that they have while I'm here. Then UCLA pulled it out. So I'm on UCLA. So. (laughs) 
uh, it's a win-win for me but yeah so it's a very recent moment where i was like okay i actually enjoy watching these teams and i'll root for them was there some inner struggle g in watching or were you like hard michigan when they were playing i was pretty hard michigan but i was okay with ucla winning i was like if anyone's gonna beat us i want it to be my alma mater but I definitely would have preferred to have the school that I'm currently at win just because I think that would be more fun while I'm here. And the other thing you guys should know about me, whatever city I'm living in happens to have incredible sports success while I'm living there. When I lived in LA, there was a lot of success. You know, the Dodgers got good, the Kings won. Then I moved to Boston, Patriots won, Celtics got good, Bruins won. Then I lived in St. Louis for a bit, Blues won. Don't sit here and take credit for the Blues winning a championship. You never yeah, <laughs> credit for everything. You didn't live anywhere near St. Louis when that happened. I did. I was in, that was the summer I was in St. Louis. <laughs> I, it's true. It's true. true. Well, what happened those like what fifteen years uh, you were here? In the fifteen years I was here, the Cardinals were pretty good. The Rams were pretty good. So I have something for that. But I was in St. Louis when the Blues won, so I take credit for their success. <laughs> And now I'm in Michigan, and we're going to have to see. I've been here for like two and a half more years, most likely. We'll see. We'll see if we can pull, pull out some success. All right, G, I'm going to really test you here. How many championships did the Rams win? Championships did the Cardinals win when you were in St. Louis? Cardinals won two. The Rams, I think, I don't think they won either, but they got the two Super Bowls. They won one, G. Well, I take credit for that then. That's on me. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, St. Louis. <laughs> and just because it was very much on our call today, for every one of our listeners, we had about an hour conversation in which G. Das was adamantly supporting UCLA as an underdog versus Gonzaga, and that because UCLA is an underdog, that they deserve to go through. Gonzaga has dominated the basketball world for decades and UCLA just hasn't had the luck so we really just wanted UCLA to have that shot at that championship that they just never get you know the Gonzaga always gets the Jeep they're always there my argument in full disclosure is that we're the core four we're four really good friends I feel like if one of our schools is in the final four we all should rally behind that school and root for them. I went to UCLA. I'm rooting for UCLA. I did kind of expect my three best friends to also root for the school that I went to. But to my shock and awe, not only are they not rooting for UCLA, every single one of them is actively hoping UCLA loses. That was a disappointment for me, honestly. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll just see how things go. It's nothing personal, Jeet. You know, their time has come, and it's time for the big dogs to play, you know? A little Gonzaga, a little Baylor, put them together. Let's have a good time, you know? We'll see. We'll see. When it comes to March Madness, we put all that friendship stuff to the side, just momentarily. So, hey, this is competition, fam. Once March Madness is over, hey, hugs and kisses virtually, of course. But, yeah. The moment that I became a Michigan State fan, I'd say yes, it was definitely the tournament. I'd say there was like one particular moment that raised my fandom like tenfold. The 2009 tournament where 
our point guard, Kalen Lucas, tore his Achilles. And then the backup point guard, Corey Lucius, took his place and hit the game winner over Maryland. It was in the second round that took us to the Sweet 16, and we made this amazing run to the national championship, but we lost to North Carolina. That was like one of the best things I have ever witnessed, especially that particular shot. That has to be the moment. I remember that pretty fondly. That was a fun team. Was Draymond on that team? Yeah, he was on that team. He's the one who made the pass to Corey Lucius. There's a lot of good players in that tournament because that was the same year Blake Griffin was at OU and Tyler Hansborough was at UNC. Damari Carroll from Mizzou. Yeah, Devonta Damari Carroll. Right. That probably speaks to when I really jumped into Mizzou, probably the year before with football. We had our Chase Daniel, Chase Kaufman, Rucker, Jeremy Macklin, like, that was so much fun just watching them because Mizzou's never been that great overall in football and the most wild of rankings. I think they're number three versus Kansas, who was number two. I don't think Kansas has been in the top 25 since like that year, but it was at Arrowhead. It was an incredible matchup. Like whoever won that game will go to the Big 12 championship, who just so happened to be Cameron Sohu. Yeah, it didn't pan out too well, but the ride was incredible. Mizzou won that game against KU. It was beautiful. The last play of the game was a sack and a fumble or something against Todd Reesing and KU. I remember it fondly. So from there, definitely a Mizzou fan for sure. Sounds like we all have some pretty long-standing histories with the schools that we support. That kind of leads into the topic that we're talking about today, where how much would it change the world of college sports if the students that we cheer on so much could only attend the school in the state that they're born in? That's what we got for you today. So uh, walla walla bing bang, let's get into it. What if college sports athletes had to attend a school in the state they were born in or grew up in? For example, if you were born in California, or if you grew up in California, then you could attend any California school, UCLA, UC Berkeley, Stanford, all those, but you couldn't attend any school in any other state. I was thinking more about what the effects on not just the schools, but also states would be. For example, if you have one transcendent athlete coming from some unusual state, then that could change the whole trajectory of that state's college football program or college basketball program. Can you guys think of an athlete that came from some state that's not typically known as a powerhouse? I was thinking when you brought up the question this morning, just something I was most familiar with in Missouri, obviously, because the biggest athletes, I would argue, didn't go to Mizzou to play football or basketball. Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Ezekiel Elliott, are the three that came to mind. So all three of those guys probably go to Mizzou, most likely. Maybe like some off chance they go to like SLU or something for basketball or like Missouri State. I don't know. But if you're going by those rules, I mean, that makes Mizzou very different if they get those kids. That's right. Michael likes the sound of that. And even when like Mizzou has gotten the bigger players, which honestly has been – surprisingly a good amount with Michael Porter, Doriel Green Beckham, 
Sheldon Richardson, I think, was from St. Louis, and he was a huge recruit. So surprisingly, more people went to Mizzou than I honestly would have thought. But if they weren't already in Missouri, I don't think that would have happened. It's also interesting because you see a lot of concentration of really talented athletes in certain states. Like North Carolina has so many good schools for sports. And not many of the athletes that go there aren't from North Carolina. California, Texas, like obviously those places are going to have still be loaded no matter what because it's it's such big populations new york as well but then also it like makes me wonder about the culture of these different states for college football is way bigger in the south and in the midwest than it is anywhere else so then would those schools be more powerful because of this because then all those kids that grew up there would stay there or would they be less powerful because they wouldn't have kids everywhere else in the country going there i think about like oklahoma like, if that was the rule, OU is terrible. <laughs> they look at the stats every year, and like 70% of their kids are from Texas. Like, I would say probably like five or 10 players every year come from Oklahoma, and most of them are probably walk ons. So, like, Oklahoma is not very populous, and they pull most of their kids from Texas. Obviously, not all of them, but a good chunk of them. I think this rule would affect football more than it would basketball. Because you, you see a lot of like smaller programs that are pretty good at basketball because they use kids from around the area and stuff. But football is just a different beast. I mean, Alabama has good kids from Alabama, but they don't have 30 of the best kids like you do in Texas. So I think like those Texas schools and like Florida schools and California and Ohio, all those places just dominate. Yeah. I feel like the rivalries would be really fun. Like thinking about Florida, like Florida state, Florida, Miami, like those are the three big ones. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of cool. Like seeing those and then like all eight of the big Texas programs, like that'd be kind of cool watching all those teams kind of fight for the same players, which even more so than they're already doing. I know from Missouri, just because, I'm a Mizzou fan, it would be perfect because there is no other really big program fighting for us, at least in football. I guess a little little bit in basketball, but. Adding on to that, Michael, do you think other schools would be more relevant in college sports if this was a rule? Because like you said, I mean, I doubt that they would all just go to Mizzou. Like maybe Missouri State gets more kids that go there or something, or, you know, if we're talking about like Illinois, like maybe more kids go to like SIU or Illinois State maybe or you know, something like that. Like do these smaller schools get better kids to come in if they have to stay in state? I'd probably say basketball, yeah. But football, just because of the way it's set up, like FBS versus FCS. Missouri is like perfect in that way because I don't think there's another FBS program in Missouri. But like yeah. Texas, you have like 23 <laughs> Probably something like that. Same with the bigger states, but Missouri, Illinois, like those kind of states that are kind of big. I think that would happen, Cameron, in basketball a lot more than football just because of the way it's set up. Because you get all these like smaller teams in basketball. And I mean, there are only 12 spots in basketball that you can fill. So like if you can't play and you don't think you're going to get to play in your years or classes below you are really good too. I think in basketball a lot more than football, you'll see them going to the smaller schools. So what's the rule? Is it going to be 
go to the school in the state you were born in or go to the school in which you lived in or you have the option to choose? Let's say you have to live in the state for at least five years or something. Mm. Or your parent has to have lived in the state for at least five years or something. Mm. If that was the rule, do you think a lot of parents would move their kids to a certain state to go to a certain program? Like, obviously, I'm closest with Oklahoma because I'm a huge fan. So, but I'll use them for an example being that most athletic kids don't come from Oklahoma. Like, they have a good chunk of athleticism there, right? But not, like, the same level as, like, your Texas's. Does Oklahoma get a huge influx of people moving in? Because Oklahoma is a really good football program, or does Oklahoma just lose all of everything because it's become an inconvenience now? Say if it's five years out, your kid doesn't know where they want to go when they're in eighth grade, right? So how would they even know to move to Oklahoma? Yeah. And you don't even know if they're going to be good enough to be a college athlete. So like you'd have to really plan ahead. Yeah. You yeah. have to bet that your kid's going to be good enough to be a college athlete and then also move to a state where they'd have a chance. In my head, I just think like Texas is already huge in population, but like imagine how many people would move there to have their kids go to a football school in Texas. I don't know. I think in previous discussions, we've talked about like recruiting and the very gray area of it, but could you imagine, let's say this college football star in eighth grade, we know this one kid in Kansas for football, let's say, because football in Kansas, let's not say that's even a thing because it really isn't. But if this guy is incredible, five-star quarterback top in the nation, imagine like the recruiting or the illegal recruiting of this eighth grade quarterback and his family, like, hey, come on down to Texas. I'll tell you what. That's a little concerning, actually, come to think of it. If we were to go by the rule of like to be eligible to go to the school of the state you reside in or something, then you have to have lived there for five years. Imagine if a family, they would probably move every five years to like a state that has like a really good school. So let's say by the age of 15, a kid would be eligible to go to three schools because when they were born to when they were five, they lived in North Carolina. When they were like, six to ten or something they lived in texas and then the last third was in michigan or something so maybe people would be strategic in that way i think that could be like a new form of like college savings in the sense of like investing in a kid's future like giving them the best opportunities to succeed by giving them a selection of schools to choose from to play a sport would this hypothetical just be for sports or for any student enrolling in university? I was just thinking that. As Eddie was saying that, that was making me think, like, what if this was true for every college student? That would be wild. That's what I was thinking, too, because this rule would affect two of us, right? Me and you, G. Because you wanted to go to medical school, and UCLA is obviously one of the best medical schools way better than anything that's offered here in Missouri. Like maybe WashU, but like, it's still better, right? So, and your dad was like, well, what do you want to do? And you're like, I want to go to medical school, but you're an eighth grader. Like, does he move you to California so that you can go to UCLA medical school? Mm. You know, or like for me, like Graceland has been a school in my family for a long time. And like, I really wanted to go there. So like in eighth grade, they're like, Make up your mind because it's now or never. 
we gotta move to Iowa right now if you wanna go to Graceland. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just get everyone also that like we should point out that this is definitely dependent on income level. Yeah. Being able to move to a different state is a big luxury that I think most people probably wouldn't have. It'd be interesting because then you probably get more well off people who are able to have this choice. Also, shout out to Washington Medical School. They're they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. They're next week's sponsor, by the way, just so we they're know. Sponsor, yeah. <laughs> Almost as good as UCLA. <laughs> but not as good as Michigan, not even close. That's their slogan, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think of that? That was actually the first thing I thought of. Like, oh man, like we would have had to move if we wanted to go to some of the schools we wanted to go to. I also think about like tuition. So imagine Mizzou, like in-state tuition is pretty affordable. It's like pretty good. And obviously any in-state public university, right? But imagine like the amount of out-of-state costs that like universities generate because students from Illinois go to Mizzou or Iowa or Kansas or whatever. So like imagine that all over the place. So I don't know if like universities would really lose a lot of money then. And I don't know if like the whole system would change and that in-state tuition would then increase as a result. Gee, when you asked this question, was it solely athletic or did you have this kind of academic and the whole university thing in the background too? When I asked it was solely athletic, but now it's like, man, the whole universe thing would be something. Even when you're talking about athletics, especially when you get outside of football and basketball, like those kids go there for, a lot of them go for like academic reasons too. You know, there's a lot of kids out there that, you know, want to go to a certain school because of the law program or the PT program. People still go to Vanderbilt because, you know, it's a really good academic school or Duke. As narrow-minded as we can think about, you know, kids deciding on going just for a sport and for a coach or whatever, like there's a lot of other factors that go into it too. Gee, like Cameron said, eighth grade. Your dad says, hey, we're moving to California because that's where you want to go to med school. Did you have that in mind? I think I knew I want to go to med school in eighth grade, yes. I would have had no idea where. <laughs> so I would probably have let my dad choose. I mean, how much does an eighth grader know about what their options are? I don't think I knew anything. Back in the day, if you could have had the choice of moving to a state to go to that college, would that affect your decision and where you would want to live those five years prior to college? Yes. I love Chicago. Oh my gosh. If you had to ask me, because seventh graders when we went to Chicago and that was like the best time. And if you asked me to make a decision where do I want to go to college, I would have been like, yeah, I want to stay in that city. I want to go to Chicago. I know as sad as it might have been, leave my friends and everything. I might have gone. Oh. See you, Eddie. <laughs> See ya. Nice knowing you. Thanks. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be so heartbreaking. Like in eighth grade, like that's the cutoff time where everyone like just starts leaving to different places. Dang, that's tough. Well, I think about like you sit down and you look at signing day, right, for college football. These kids who signed will have verbally committed somewhere and decommitted and verbally committed to like two or three different colleges within months of each other. 
Like if we're talking about five years, imagine one year, like you have to live in a state for one year, like 18 year olds, they change their mind like weekly on where they want to go to school for sports, yeah. right? Like even like that short of a timeline, they're always changing their mind. So that would still be crazy to think where you want to go when you're 17 or 18. Imagine the role of siblings. Because let's say 18-year-old Johnny Boy, great star quarterback in Texas, but then like an 11-year-old female soccer athlete, or, you know, she will be, or wants to pursue soccer, would that be the best move to stay in Texas? It would all be incumbent on like the oldest sibling or at least a parent saying, hey, this first sibling is up. Where do they want to go to school? Looks like a bright future ahead of them. Let's get them to Texas or California or Florida or New York for the bigger states for their programs. But then that decision will then be made for the younger siblings as a result, in a way, basically. That's a good point. For the most part, in most college sports, you find kids in the state. I'd say there's a good majority of kids that come from in-state, but I think like the top, maybe 10 or 20%, a lot of times those kids are from out of state that you bring in because of their talent and not because they're in-state, if we're talking strictly about sports. And so I... I don't think this would affect every school, but I think it would affect the top schools. And what do you guys think the effect would be on like Utah or Nebraska? Schools that probably don't get that top tier talent. Right now, I am assuming they rely on a lot of out of state students. Do you think those programs would just be really bad? I have two thoughts and they're really random. My first thought, And I don't know why I haven't thought about this yet, but I think about Athletic Bilbao, how they only recruit and get players from their own region in northern Spain, right? I don't know what the connection is there beyond just the fact like, hey, one area they get their players from, but nowhere else. The second thought is universities, I feel like they would offer a lot of positions to potential family members or parents of recruits. I don't even know like how young the recruiting cycle starts, but if that gem of a 13-year-old college basketball player comes out and you know this is going to be the next big player, like imagine a lot of universities like offering their parents positions like, hey, move down to our state, to the city where the university is, we'll offer you this great position so that it secures the five-year residency. I feel like that could be really taken too far, I feel like, if that were the case. I mean, they they would like have to though. (laughs) almost because you're like you'd be uprooting all these families like with people like people with jobs and stuff right so like you would have to help them I don't know helping them it would be legal but I think it would be lit and like distorted so it'd be kind of like we'll offer you this amazing position of five hundred thousand dollars a year just so we could have the rights to your kid to go to the school to play Yeah, it doesn't make me think, though, Michael, like, your life is made based on how good your kid is at a sport. Because, like, say that you want to live in California, it behooves you to have a really talented kid who's going to be a top recruit, because then the California schools are going to ask you, say, hey, we can give you a job here as long as we get your kid. Maybe it amplifies that dynamic where the parents future is way more dependent on their kids talent it's a really cool question 
but like as we've talked through it more like the more i'm just like this would be absolutely impossible to realistically happen because of how much like movement would happen with families and stuff solely based on i mean a large amount of it would be college sports i think a little bit would be obviously like medical school and like engineering and stuff like that but i mean a good chunk of it would definitely be athletics the way that i could see this being more of a reality is if the government said if you go to school in your state it'll be free yeah everything that we've talked about will come true (laughs) like you kind of have to like do an incentive like if you come to montana you'll go to university for free but like you say that in california oh god but if that's a thing g does that affect college football and college basketball specifically because it's already free for them to go to school anyways, right? That's true. I mean, that, that wouldn't affect them. It might affect the other sports, like your college baseball and track and tennis and stuff where you're not getting full scholarships. True. Yeah, life would be very different. Good topic, uh, I liked it. It was one of those that wasn't as much realistic, but it was still really fun to play the what-if game. So, anyone else want to say anything before we say goodbye to our audience? Like, comment, subscribe. Rate five stars. All right, on that note, good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports. Walla walla bing bang, let's get into it.